0: survive. Join us at Zimmer Communications. Apply to be a part of our sales team today at ZimmerCommunications.com. I'm the son of a good man. I'm the child of an angel. I'm the brother of a wild one. And I'm looking for direction. News analysis and opinion. It's the Elijah Har Show on 93.3 and AM 560 KWTO. Is that all I'm good for? Welcome back to KWTO. Joining us now on the show, local head of the Reformation Coffee Company, Brandon Lonsdale? Lansdowne. lansdown, lansdown. lansdown. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I can't get that right. All right. You know the rules every day. Question of the day. You don't know it in advance. Question of the day today. Who is your favorite church elder? Like in history. Who's the big one? Favorite church elder. I'd say elder who's, on, who's on your Mount Rushmore of church history. leaders, but we'll just pick one.
1: Okay. Uh, I think that I'm going to go with uh, John Knox, Scottish Presbyterian. Wow. Yeah.
0: John Knox. Yeah. Now, Reformation Coffee, if anybody hasn't seen it, local coffee company, but your coffee goes all over the country, probably mm-hmm. the world. You've got, is it Martin Luther? That's the, yeah. the face of Reformation yeah, Coffee. That's right. And you, you pick John Knox as your church elder. <laughs> Why yeah. is that? Well,
1: I picked John Knox as my, as my church elder just because uh, I think he was a very sound and solid expositor of the scriptures, and he was a very strong defender of the faith. Uh, he was pretty rowdy, um, wasn't willing to, to back down from, I think, appropriate fights that Christians ought to enter into.
0: All right. You, how long have you owned Reformation Coffee Company?
1: Well, I have owned and operated Reformation Coffee for probably around four, a little over four years now. But the way that it came about was pretty interesting because we we started very small, um, not with the intent to become what we are now and and uh, the the path that we're seeking to go on. And so it started very small with. Friends and family members and coworkers and church members, just, you know, people who would come over to the house and would try the coffee and said, if you, if you sold this, I'd buy it. And so we started pretty small, uh, with a pretty unofficial
0: website. Let's and, start back four years ago. Okay. How do you start making coffee? And, I drink lots of coffee. No idea how you make it. Yeah.
1: Well, uh, my story actually goes back further than that, but, uh, I, I, to, to bring it back four years ago, what I was doing, what I'm doing now is I'm acquiring, I'm purchasing raw coffee beans from coffee suppliers, distributors. Um, I've got two, one out on the West Coast and one down in the Mississippi Delta area. And they have direct relationships with the farms in country. And so they go and they
0: select. And when you say country, is this Colombia? Is uh, this it's Brazil,
1: it's okay. Colombia, it's Kenya, it's Ethiopia, it's, it's you know. Where,
0: it, where your favorite beans come from?
1: Uh, my favorite beans is a toss up, which is the two really most popular ones that we have, which is, a um, an Ethiopian Yirgacheffe, And so it's, you know, African coffees are lighter, fruitier, a bit more herbal. They've got a lot more character to them. Uh, and then the Guatemalan, uh, is, you know, Central American bean that is much more earthy, chocolatey, um, a little bit closer to what people typically think of when they have a cup of coffee uh brazil is the largest exporter of coffee in the world and so that's what most people associate with coffee uh so it's a toss-up between those two uh really it's just uh you know within the the coffee nerdery that i have it just kind of depends on what (laughs) mood
0: i'm in um all right so you start this four years ago you you somehow you've got these connections you're making your own coffee you decide to commercialize it Mm -hmm. walk me through that process
1: Yeah, well, we had some success locally and uh, I had uh, had come back to social media on Twitter after taking a couple of years off from that and just threw the idea out there uh, to the kind of uh, the tribe that that I guess I uh, fall into and and ask, you know, if if we did this, if we tried to do this in a more official capacity, um, try to grow this thing. How many people would be interested in it and really didn't anticipate that, that big of a response. Um, and, and it blew up. There was, um, overwhelming response in terms of people saying, yes, we need this. I want this. And so we decided to take a much more intentional approach to the business and try to grow it and, and uh, do things in a much more professional sense, um, in terms of shipping and, and, and marketing and all of those types of things. And so. Uh, that was really how it came about moving from the kind of the first stage of the business to where we are now.
0: Is your coffee primarily direct sale? Do people go online and order it themselves? Or can you go to coffee shops locally and get it?
1: No, it's it's strictly online through okay. our online shop, our website. Um we have a lot of requests for a local brick and mortar, um, or even just doing, you know, affiliate sales through um other businesses, which we're you know, we're kicking that around. We just uh, we haven't got there yet.
0: Talk to us about, uh, as I mentioned, if you you Google Reformation coffee, you've got Martin Luther. How'd you pick Martin Luther as, as sort of the lead? Well, figure?
1: the... Luckily, there's I, no copyright fee to I pay. hold to uh, the Reformed tradition uh, within my faith, and so uh, I think highly of the Protestant Reformation that was kind of spearheaded by Martin Luther in many respects. And so the word reform means to improve, um, and so I want wanted to seek to improve people's what we say was let us reform your coffee experience. We want to improve your coffee experience to show you that not all coffee is just coffee, but there are better ways of acquiring coffee and roasting coffee and brewing coffee and tasting coffee. And so that was really the idea. And 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 I'll add really quickly too is like we we aren't embarrassed by the fact that I want to our only customers are not christians but it's primarily that that's the case and so i want to take as much of their business away from the big box the coffee. starbucks yeah, yeah, yeah totally. absolutely
0: now okay uh i always say being an actor would be great because you get to like learn karate for a film you get to jump out of but whatever it is this is sort of my thing about the radios i get to learn all this stuff so you get the beans sent to you. Are they raw when they're sent? Yeah, they're raw. They're they're a, a greenish yellow. Okay, and how big when when they come? I is this like a trash bag big? Is it a truck? <laughs> look? Like how many beans are you getting at, a, at a, per shipment? Uh, I am getting upwards
1: of probably two hundred pounds of coffee. Anywhere from once to twice a month, i mean that's those numbers are increasing as as we get more business and so
0: and then the roasting process and obviously i don 't you know i don 't want you to give away anything you can 't tell people, but i don 't even know how you roast coffee beans. I assume you 're not just setting them on top of a stove you don 't set them on top of a stove <laughs> no. no i have uh,
1: i I have a, a custom built uh, drum roaster that uh, allows me to uh, currently roast up to uh, six pound capacities, and so i 'm still doing small batch roast, which really is good in the sense that it it forces me to to really focus on on the craft of getting the 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 product the coffee exactly the way that I want it and so uh, as the business continues to grow and, and you know demand increases i 'm going to have to i 'm going to have to up the size of that roaster
0: how 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 does one discover um, you know, how long you roasted or the temperature. Is this something you just experimented with it for years until you got got to the point that you felt good with it? Yeah, well, that's where
1: kind of the story of mine comes in is that, you know, I started roasting 15 years ago and it was because I wanted better coffee. And the specialty coffee scene that we know today didn't exist back then. And so uh, after, you know, endless searching of not finding what I wanted, I just decided... I think, you know, just kind of within the nature of the person that I am, well, I'm just gonna figure out how to do it myself. And so I just began researching where do I find the coffee? How do I roast the coffee? How do I get the roaster? And so um I didn't start on the the roaster that I'm on today. I mean it's been a process. I started on um if you remember the the little whirly pop popcorn poppers that have the the crank handle. That's what I started on on my stove. Fascinating. And so then it's just grown and um, in terms of how I roast and and the knowledge that I have in that, and so uh, that's what you know, sought me, uh, put me out on on that journey for you know. So it was just yeah, it was just researching and figuring it out, and then just trial and
0: error. This is this is winemakers, this is whiskey brewers, yep. this is distiller. I've I, and this is not my area, this is not my niche of expertise. So I'm always it, the idea that somehow there was a flavor pellet you wanted out of coffee that you couldn't find so you created it yourself it's it's very artistic and that's not my that's not my jam so when you said 15 years ago you're drinking coffee you're like this is not what i want how did you know what you want you're just like i'll know when i try it and i got to figure out a way to make it or or did you been you know in some other country and try something like ah i need that yeah so that's where the story goes back even a little bit got further
1: it. and i was in Sarajevo Bosnia and made a trip down to the old turkish quarters and uh sat down uh, with, uh, a a local there in his, in his house, in his living room on the floor. And he made me traditional Turkish coffee and served it to me. Um, and we spoke and, you know, just conversed over the coffee. And, and so I grew up drinking coffee, but it was just, you know, Folgers. (laughs) Oh yeah. I'd say my dad
0: (laughs) always Folgers,
1: you know, and then, and then I I take the trip to Bosnia and I have this, I mean, that was kind of my coffee awakening experience and then come back home and you know realize that i i can't you know i i I purchased all of the things that i needed to come home and make turkish coffee and i just i couldn't replicate it and so um and and you know it's something i've gotten better at now but that's a a whole nother story but yeah i just uh, you know i knew what i i in the ballpark of what i wanted and then as i began to to experiment and figure it out um because all of those things that you talked about before in terms of um you know, bourbon and craft beer and you know, like developing a palate for that and you know you talk about things that sound pretentious like mouthfeel and, and you know the you know the, the the um you know just the the flavor profile of it and uh you know how it tastes on the end, the finish, those types of things. Yeah, you just learn to do that. We do it with all sorts of things and we might not even realize it. We do it with, you know, steak and right. you know, all of the kinds of things. I
0: always say I can tell the difference between bad wine and good wine. I can't tell the difference between good wine and great wine because I just, I don't, I don't spend the time yep. to think about what notes I'm looking for. And I'm sure subconsciously it's there. It's similar with coffee. I know the difference between bad coffee and good coffee. No idea the difference between good coffee and great coffee. Yeah. Um, I do remember the first time I had a pour over, I was like, oh, this tastes significantly better than what I'm used to tasting, but that's it. Now, Reformation, you pick Martin Luther. Obviously, there's a big bend of Reformed Christianity behind the coffee. How'd you pick? How'd you pick that as a, did you ever consider doing something non-theologically based as a, as a, as a, I guess as a, an icon or whatever you, you want. Know,
1: secular yeah. coffee.
0: Yeah. Secular coffee. Yeah. You know, I, 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 really didn't.
1: Uh, I knew that this was, uh, I, you know, I had the, the, the vision of the logo in my head of what I wanted it, uh, to, to be, um, and really kind of the, the, the primary, uh, demographic uh, of people that we were going after, um, not excluding others, but, um, you know within the within the, the the conversation of of building what i just have have commonly referred to as you know Christ, christian institutions um you know within kind of more of a um, a a christian nationalist conversation like we want to build within christianity so that we can take back certain uh, pockets of of culture and society and and you know we won't discriminate we'll sell the coffee to anybody that we want to but um, we aren't um, hiding who we are and, and what
0: we're trying to do. That's super interesting because within the reformed movement, um, there's been a little bit of this conversation about Christian nationalism, good, bad, indifferent. It's, 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 where do you, where, where are you in this, this whole, I'm all the way in. All the way in. Yeah. All the way in. Okay fascinating. Do you want to go down that path a little <laughs> we bit? We can, yeah. Yeah, explain to the listeners, because sometimes they may hear a little bit about that in the media. What is Christian nationalism? Uh, Christian
1: nationalism is uh, essentially, if we believe that uh, the laws that we have in terms of morality um, and uh, just living uh, a life that is, is is good and fruitful and healthy and productive, Um, those laws have been given to us by God, and so we ought to regulate laws according to the standards that God has set forth. And so, um, you know that it leads the conversation into a multitude of of areas where we can talk about how, you know, that you can't you can't legislate morality. Well, that's exactly what we already do. It's just choosing which you know which morality, which which standard are we using? And so, as a Christian, I believe we are to use God's standard.
0: There's a lot of I would say specific, especially in the media right now. There's a lot of this Christian nationalists are the boogeyman. They're terrible. They're they're trying to uh, create a, a church or divide the take away the separation of church and state or create a church based government. Uh, agree, disagree? Like eh, a little more nuanced than that.
1: I think it's certainly more nuanced than that. I don't see you know there, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of Understandings or thoughts of what Christian nationalism is or isn't, and so I think that's where the conversation remains right now. Is we need to continue to talk about what this looks like, and that's the more nuanced side of it, rather than just calling it a boogeyman and saying that it's bad, or 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 shouting out you know separation of church and state, and you know, um, I for one, and you know, it's not popular, but I mean, I'm I'm not a fan of uh, of plurality. I'm not a fan of um, just uh, live and let live. I think that the standards that have been set forth have been put forth by God, and certainly, I think that leads to a very productive, healthy, good society.
0: Very good. Reformation Coffee. If somebody wants to order Reformation Coffee, if they want to find out more about it, how do they? How do they find it on the internet? Website is
1: ReformationCoffee.com. dot uh, com. Twitter is you can find us there and interact with us there as well. It's Reformed Coffee because uh, they wouldn't let us do the whole the whole name. It's too long. <laughs> Yeah, you can find us there. Um, you can go to the website and find breakdowns of all of our coffees and order, set up a su- subscription. Um, if you do a subscription, you can set it to you know, weekly, biweekly, monthly. You can put in the promo code SUBFREE and get your first 12-ounce bag for free. I'm going to do that today.
0: I've been, wanting, I've been wanting to try it for a while, and I actually like, had, had bounced around a couple local stores to see if it was in there. So if it's only, only orderable online. For now. For now. For now. Uh, thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, if if uh, anybody wants it, it's Reformation Coffee. You can find them on X. Uh, we'll be right back. We'll answer the question today. Don't forget, 505, Representative Alex Riley joins us for a preview of the legislative session.